Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. If you're like me and suffer from insomnia, you know what? That's not fun. You know, I tried everything. I couldn't get a good night's sleep. And this is neither drug nor alcohol induced. That's right. It is my pillow. Mike Lindell invented it. And he fitted me for my first my pillow. And it's changed my life. I fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer. And the good news, you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com, promo code Sean, and take advantage of one of Mike Lindell's best offers. His special four-pack, you get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows to go anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow's made in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee, no risk to you, and a 10-year warranty. You don't want to spend more sleepless nights on a pillow tossing and turning that's not working for you. Just go to MyPillow.com right now, use the promo code SEAN, and you get Mike Lindell's special four-pack. You get two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere pillows, 50% off, and you'll start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep-healing and recuperative sleep you've been craving and deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code SEAN. All right, America. Hello. How are you? Welcome aboard. Glad you are with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, we got to get some personal business out of the way as we start the program today. So uh, me and uh, Jimmy Kimmel, by the way, he came in in last place last night among the late-night shows. And, uh, oh, man. I didn't know we beat him so bad on a nightly basis. I'm looking at the ratings. I didn't know his show was doing that poorly. And 1.9 million, that's, wow, it's really low for a late-night show. I mean, when Jay Leno was there, I mean, they used to have ratings, four shares, five shares. Wow, you letting Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon crush Jimmy Kimmel? Doesn't surprise me at all because he's really not that funny. But he is a bully, and he's like this moralist sitting on his high horse and lecturing everybody uh, about what's right and what's wrong. So let me tell you how this all got started. You know, and I hate bullies more than anybody. Now, if he wants to take shots at the president, 
totally, completely fair game. He wants to take on a public figure that has strong political views like me. Fine, take me on. Let's go. Let's, I'm, I'm all in. Let's debate the issue anytime you want. If he wants to, you know, suck up to the Obamas and he's a big liberal and put his head up their ass and, and suck up, he can do that every day of the week. I don't care. But you know what? I'm getting a little sick and tired of bullies like Jimmy Kimmel, Harvey Weinstein Jr. I'll explain my new nickname for him in a minute. But I'm getting a little sick and tired of bullies like Kimmel going after people that he knows can't fight back. The first lady of the United States of America is not going to get into a feud with a late night, low rated talk show host like Jimmy Kimmel. She can't. If she does, then it just it's not going to end well for her. So he knows he's got a free open target, just like I'm sick of the media attacking Barron Trump or attacking Ivanka Trump. You know, I thought that uh, people on the left, moralists like Jimmy Kimmel, that like to lecture America about what's right and just and moral and political, all right, I don't care that he has opinions that differ from mine. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about half the time, but it's fine. Not the brightest bulb, in my opinion. But you know something? There, there is a line that gets crossed here. So for Easter, the first lady, who speaks five languages is reading a children's book to kids. And Jimmy Kimmel goes on his late-night show, and he tries to bully Melania Trump. Here's what he did. I want to really thank the First Lady, Melania, who has done an incredible job. She worked so hard on this event, and so I want to thank you. Yeah, that's true. Not a chance she did one thing to help set that up. There's no... She didn't die eggs. She didn't feel bad. The only thing she's been working on is an escape tunnel. No White House Easter celebration would be complete without story time from our First Lady. Never stop exploring, because life would be boring. Be clever and curious, just like a cat. Ask lots of questions about this and that. (laughs) About this and that. You realize what this means? You could be first lady of the United States. (laughs) So it's just kind of a cheap shot. Listen, all these late night comics, I guess he's the lowest of the three. They all are now making, especially Colbert and Kimmel, they're now making their living because Donald Trump is president. Stephen Colbert's show is dead in the water until Donald Trump got elected. And because they get they they have strong political views. And by the way, I'm not for censoring anybody. Jimmy Kimmel can do and say anything he wants. You know, he works under the the flag of the Disney Corporation. And if this is Disney, if this is the all new Disney, then I'm fine with it. A hundred percent fine with it. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. I don't care. I believe in freedom of speech, freedom of expression. I don't believe in boycotts. I would never support a boycott of him or anybody else. But he does have some issues that are downright, well, kind of perverted and creepy. You know, he's got all these videos. His big claim to fame is when he did this other show with Adam Carolla. And I'm going to tell you, it's just, it's not, in the day and age of Harvey Weinstein, to watch a talk show host run around and have women guessing what's in his pants 
telling them to grab his crotch and put their mouths on it is just creepy to me. So that's why I call him Harvey Weinstein Jr. Uh, I'll show this on Hannity tonight. I'm going to show a lot on Hannity tonight. But just listen to him go up to random women, one who says she's 18 years old, and for 10 seconds has him grabbing his crotch and him telling them to put their mouths on it. Listen. This game show is called Guess What's in My Pants. Now, I've stuffed something in my pants, and you're allowed to feel around on the outside of the pants. You have 10 seconds to then guess what is in my pants. You ready? Set. And go. You should use two hands. Two hands. I thought it was like a Red Bull or something. You think it's, is that your final answer? Wow. Jeez. You're going to make, make a fine wife. Before, haven't you? All right. Right there? I mean, yeah. Just, just a few more seconds. Good thing I wore the rubber underpants. And your guess is? Vibrator? A vibrator? No, it is actually a zucchini with a rubber band on it. By the way, this kicks the crap out of the Ben Stein show. (laughs) You've worked worked on a farm, haven't you? How old are you? 18. Okay, good. You sure of that? (laughs) Because Uncle Jimmy doesn't need to do time. It's not going to bite you. Thing that you hold a pen in? It's a very creative guess, but no, it is not. It is actually a thing that goes in the sink. <laughs> you see, it's round, it's hard. Yeah, yes. A little squishy on the side. Yeah, sometimes. It takes a little, well. Yeah. Maybe it would be easier if you put your mouth on it. <laughs> mouth, breast, whatever you like, and guess what is in my pants. I need my... Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think. <laughs> feel harder. Feel a little bit faster. Yes. Squeeze. Like... Squeeze. It feels like it. Feels like what? I have no clue. Yeah. What is in my pants is half a jelly donut. I ate, I ate the other half earlier. This is a good game. This is a good game. It feels kind of like squid. A chicken leg. Mm. Tastes like martinez. Oh, no, wait. Martinez tastes like chicken. Yeah, feel around. And if you could feel around in a back-and-forth motion. It's gradually getting faster. All right, that's just one one bit that uh, Uncle Harvey Weinstein Jr., Jimmy Kimmel, does. I mean, it's kind of sick. And I, I actually wrote him on Twitter. I said, hey, Jim, uh, how would you feel if it was your 18-year-old old daughter that's told to uh, go up to a stranger and start grabbing around their crotch and put their mouths on it. It's really creepy. I thought Anderson Cooper's interviews were creepy. This is beyond creepy. And, of course, we've got uh, Jimmy Kimmel in another so-called bit he does on The Man Show uh, walking around with uh, a bulge in his pants, if you will, asking women and scaring the crap out of women, you know, uh, does size matter? This is another bit that he did, thinking he's hilarious, but to me, just... Sounds like a creepy pervert. Does size really matter? Yeah! 
sex-wise, does size matter? Uh, yeah, I think it matters. I think um, a lot of it's visual. What do you mean? Because if, if the man is... It doesn't make a difference. Uh, big guy. Yeah. And his unit is relatively small. Right, right, right. Then it sort of gives you this inadequacy. Right, right, right. <laughs> does, uh, does size matter to you? Yes. It does. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Well, where are you running then? <laughs> You kind of get, get the point here about Kimmel. Then he's asking kids about bad words that they say. And, uh, again, by the way, has anyone noticed the laugh track is just so annoying? I mean, you can't actually, if you're a comedian, you can get real laughs. You don't have to pile on the laugh track to the point it's obnoxious like that. Anyway, here's Harvey Weinstein Jr., Mr. Disney himself, Jimmy Kimmel, Asking kids what uh, curse words they know. In the interest of science, we sent a camera out onto Hollywood Boulevard today. We asked a bunch of kids to list all the bad words they know. Now, do you know any naughty words? Stupid poop. Um, I know ass. I know, um, um, screwed. Sucked. I don't know any naughty words. You don't know any naughty words? <laughs> it's kind of dumb and 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 s i t h. I mean s h i. That makes more sense. All right, and then you got other great things, and it just goes on from here. And, by the way, this is a guy that uh, didn't want to talk about Harvey Weinstein at the time, but we'll get into that maybe later tonight. But, you know, then, of course, you got the uh, Bosom Springs commercial, the Juggy Talent Show, and then, of course, you have Carl Malone, who's one of the great NBA players of all time, and, and there's Jimmy Kimmel in blackface. Yeah, there's the Disney brand of uh, Jimmy Kimmel. So what I'm going to do is uh, we'll have an answer tonight on Hannity for Mr. Kimmel, a.k.a. Harvey Weinstein Jr., and we'll show it to America and let America know what a creepy pervert he seems to be. And, you know, as I said to him in a recent tweet, and, you know, everything seems to be obsessed around the crotch with this guy. Have you noticed that? I mean, how ironic this guy was chosen to host the Oscars. Oh, wasn't this one of the lowest Oscars ever? You know, he's not doing well in the ratings. In anything he does. So I got to imagine that Jimmy Kimmel's not happy that Colbert and Fallon crush him every night and that a little cable show run by Hannity, you know, nearly has him by uh, 40% every night. Pretty amazing. All right, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. We're going to put all of this on Hannity.com so you can see it yourself, and we'll put it up on Twitter, at Sean Hannity, although Twitter's been awfully slow. Makes me think that maybe Twitter's getting a little uncomfortable with the battle because they have slowed down conservative sites in the past, as we have discussed, and James O'Keefe once mentioned. Oh, by the way, Kimmel said a lie about uh, Judge Roy Moore. Well, I'm the one that gave Judge Moore the, the hard interview, remember? Anyway, we're going to deal with this tonight. Have some fun. So Linda just asked me in the break if I'm going to stop. I said, no, I'm not going to stop. Why should I? This is the I mean, listen, you have every right to do what you're doing. It's, you know, he's disgusting. 
I guess this is the you know Harvey Weinstein Jr., aka Jimmy Kimmel. Is this the all new Disney where you get to attack the first lady of the United States in a vicious and personal way as she's reading to kids? You're allowed to ask kids to curse. This is the new Disney. You know, you're allowed to ask uh, uh, go out 18 year old girls. Harvey Weinstein Jr. is asking these young girls to grab his crotch and put their mouths on it. He's he's dressed up and attacking people in blackface, which is extremely racist. And um, I just think it's it's creepy. It's perverted. I think the sad part is, is that we have to unfortunately make our audience suffer and let them listen to these ridiculous clips and watch it on your TV show, which I hope you show tonight. No, I'm playing them all tonight. I'm going to play but it all tonight. How sad is it? Because, you know, the problem is we live in an age now where if people don't hear it and they don't see it, they don't believe it. So it's like we have to show you who this guy really was and what he really did before he had this late night show. And it's not pretty. Uh-huh. I also can't imagine at this age, at 18, at any age, having a man talk to me like that on the street. It's it's creepy. It's disgusting. Yeah, I call the police. Well, even after the girl I kick said, them and wear oh, there's only comment to the girl that said she was 18 was, oh, you sure? Oh, oh he said, oh, Uncle oh, Jimmy doesn't need to do time. Yeah, doesn't need yeah, to, he doesn't took it real go serious. You know, I hate bullies. I just do. I hate perverts. I hate perverts, too. And he had a hard time uh, with I hate buddy. perverts with late night shows who get paid millions of dollars to say disgusting things and act like they care about the Me Too no, movement. I don't really. Yeah, that's the good. That's the hypocrisy. And we'll have more on this on the other side. We'll take your calls, too. Why not? Let's take calls on this. Yeah, let's 800 calls right here. 800 if you want to be a part of the program, uh, we'll do a lot of this tonight. We also have some other news today. We're going to do Financial Friday as well on the program. I mean, everybody I know is freaking out today about their taxes. Now, it's April 6th. You still have plenty of time, number one. Number two, uh, I think it's really important you understand that, you know, if you make a mistake or two, you do have an opportunity to fix it. My advice to everybody is always go to the professionals. You know, every year when you have the biggest accounting firms getting the same information and they can't come up with the same tax liability, you got a problem. All right, we'll come back. We'll have a little bit more on uh, Harvey Weinstein Jr., Jimmy Kimmel. The all-new Disney attacking the First Lady, asking kids to curse, asking 18-year-old girls to grab his crotch and put their mouths on it. What a psycho pervert. Anyway, your call's coming up, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free number. All right, I got this new tweet I'm about to write. And you kissed the ass of Obama and Hillary for years, Mr. Weinstein. Answer the question, would you want a stranger asking your daughter to grab their crotch and put their mouths on it? Yes or no, Harvey? All right, I'll hit send. There we go. All right, uh, but where do you see all this tonight? I'm not. This guy is a bully and thought it was perfectly acceptable to make fun of the first lady who was reading a book to children. And he thinks it's funny, and it's not working, obviously, in the ratings because he's in third place. I just looked at the ratings from last night. So I'm just wondering, you know, this is, I guess, the all-new Disney you got Harvey Weinstein Jr., a.k.a. Jimmy Kimmel, you know, attacking the first lady of the United States, knowing she can't fight back. She can't attack back. President doesn't have time to deal with him either. But I just think any guy that has to pick on a woman like this is just a, you know, and then you look at his background. He is about as creepy as they come. I mean, really strange, perverted Hollywood stuff. The type, I mean, he's, you know, and look at the, look at the blackface thing that he did. 
It's not funny. It's racist. If a conservative did it, we all know what would happen. If a conservative commentators out there asking 18-year-old girls to touch their crotch and put their mouths on their crotch, what's going to happen? I'm not asking for anybody to be fired, and I'm not supporting a boycott. I never will. I'm just saying that Jimmy Kimmel should apologize. He apologizes. I might stop. I might not. Because I'm enjoying it too much. Because you know what? Calling out bullies actually like you makes me happy. Because you get away with this every night. You have 100 writers behind you writing every line for you. All you do is read a teleprompter. And people think you're funny. Not, apparently not. Or your ratings would be better. 800-941-SEAN is a toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Art is in uh, Raleigh in North Carolina. What's up, Art? How are you? Hi, hi, Mr. Hannity. What's going on, How sir? How are you today? I'm really good. Thank oh, you. It's a beautiful day in North Carolina. I know. This Kimmel guy is a dirt. This Kimmel guy is a dirtbag. Yeah, I agree. He always has been, and he always will be. You know, there's a way to be funny with you sexually. Um, the old Benny Hill was one that I I've always remembered to be funny. And, you know, squeezing of the boob and all that. This guy here means it. He's that way, and, and uh, he's not alone. I want him to answer the question. How would he feel if a stranger came up to his daughter and did the same thing he did to these innocent girls uh, on the street? Strangers. Does he have a, does he have a daughter? I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's a simple hypothetical. It's not that, yeah. it's not that difficult would you want, as a father, would you want some creep, some pervert like you, asking an 18-year-old girl to grab your crotch and put your mouth on it? I'd, I'd snatch him ball-headed and slap the tar out of him. Harvey Weinstein, Jr. All right, Brandon is in Rome, Georgia. What's up, Brandon? How are you? Sean, my guy, if you ever decide to leave New York, we would love to have you in Atlanta. We would roll out the red carpet. Listen, I lived there four years. Love Atlanta. It's my second home in the South. Love it. Well, what I like best about you is I know from what I've heard about you and the training you do that if you wanted to, you could wipe the floor with Jimmy Kimmel. And that's what I like about you better than anybody else in the news is you could back up what you say. Well, but, listen, I'm, I, I don't I actually am very peaceful. You know, I don't mind verbal combat. You know, for somebody to get me to use, I've been training. I actually now finally got my brown belt second degree in uh, street martial arts. It's an eclectic blend of Krav and Kempo and Jiu-Jitsu and, and boxing. It's basically street fighting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it. I train five hard days a week, and uh, I love what I do, but I'm not threatening Jimmy Kimmel or anybody. I don't, I'm just saying that stop picking on women that can't fight back. You know what? Stop being a pervert with young women. Especially, did we not lose? And the guy, the fact that he's lecturing America at the Oscars on the Me Too movement. There are going to be people here tonight that are going to give you important words, and you need to listen. I'm like, yeah, they picked the they picked the biggest phony to run that show. And I agree with you there. I mean, I saw the Jimmy Kimmel show when I was young, 18, 19 years old. I was somewhat of a degenerate and thought that stuff was funny. When you're juvenile, you think that kind of stuff is funny. But the the last problem is. They've got too many hypocrites slinging information, telling you what you should do and should not do, and they don't realize the holes that is shot all in them. You absolutely destroy these people on a daily basis, and at some point they're going to realize that the regular people out there like me, I'm not going to listen to a hypocrite. If you want to say, I'm sorry, I've done this show, it was distasteful, 
I shouldn't have done it. I need to grow up and not be a degenerate and swallow your pride. That's fine. Don't stand up there and preach to me and preach like he's never done anything wrong in his life and he's the moral authority because he's full of crap. Let me tell you something about all of Hollywood. Hollywood lectures us about guns, and they many of them have armed security guys. They lecture us about uh, uh, the environment. They fly around in private jets. They lecture us about generosity for the poor and et cetera. And uh, nobody's stopping them from giving away their millions. Uh, they lecture everybody in Hollywood about the, the you know how uh, conservatives, which is a narrative that is false and a lie, how literally America's racist and sexist and misogynistic, and you've got the worst bunch of people out there. They're, they're, look, all have sinned and fallen short. Nobody, but they're a bunch of sanctimonious phonies. And the Oscar goes for Roman Polanski. For the pianist. That's the loudest applause I've ever heard at the Oscars for Roman Polanski, who escaped justice after he got a 13-year-old girl uh, drunk on quaaludes and raped her numerous times. And Hollywood thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You don't need lectures from these idiots in Hollywood. Uh, Gary is in Michigan. What's up, Gary? How are you? Sean, how are you? I'm good, Glad sir. Glad to talk to you. What's going First on? time caller. Uh, number one, I really appreciate what you do. My, I, I do everything for my dad. He had five bronze stars in World War II wow. with General Patton. God bless him. So, Tell him. Uh, God bless him. And what a hero. Thanks. He would have loved your show. I'm a big Trump supporter. I talk to all these liberals. I cannot stand. I got good friends that are liberals, but we don't argue. I give them facts. But anyways, how about a boxing match for charity for Children's Hospital with Jimmy Kimmel? And he has to apologize to Melania Trump. What do you think of that? You could fight him with one hand, a regular boxing match. Raise a lot of money. You know, well, he's listen, I, it's not even a matter of that, but I just hate bullies. Um, and I, listen, I appreciate it. And uh, how about this? How about he just apologize? Cause it's the right thing to do and just do the right thing and move on with his stupid show that few people watch. Why don't you just do that? It's just, you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, there's just a creep factor. I can't get over in all of this. Joe and LJ. What's up, Joe? Son, I love your show. We love you down in LJ. And I, I agree. I think Kimmel. Needs to apologize to Melania, and uh, I, I just I'm just upset with all this anti-Trump in the media. And uh, thank God for you. You're the biggest supporter of uh, Donald Trump in the country, and we're so lucky to have you. We really appreciate you. I think Trump will win the re-election by the biggest landslide in history, Sean. Yeah. Well, you know, as if you look at the polls, the more they attack him, the more that uh, his poll numbers go up, because I think fundamentally the American people see that this has been a witch hunt, everything from Mueller, everything to, you know, in the case of all these women that they keep bringing up, every none of them, it's all consensual. I mean, exactly. And it's just, it, it, there's a double standard. And that's the well, biggest point Trump of all of it. lucky to have Sean Hannity uh, fighting for him, and we really appreciate you, and we love you in LJ, Sean. Thank you, Joe. Diane is in Dubuque in Iowa. What's up, Diane? How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm good. Glad you called. Yeah. Just a comment about um, 
Kimmel and um, these politicians and the adults that we have in our uh, world, we watch them do what they're doing, and then we wonder why our children have learned how to bully. They're only role models. We actually had uh, some a local politician who is conservative was confronted publicly um, by a liberal, and it was in his face. And that got picked up and repeated over and over by our local liberal newspaper. And I think these are politicians or these are educators who are acting this way. And I wonder, why do we think that our children should act any different? You know, maybe I'm a little old school. Um, I think uh, you have to stop kids being mean to each other. I mean, some kids torture other kids. It's terrible. And I've even seen that where I grow up. But um, I didn't mind also growing up in a time where me and the people we hung out with, the older kids bullied us. We, it was like a pecking order. We bully, bully the younger kids a little bit. I mean, I can't think of a day that we didn't have fist fights. I mean, we had kind of like old school, normal childhoods. And uh, I don't want everyone to, uh, you know, to act like, you know, that's not part of uh, the human experience because it is. But what I don't like and what I don't appreciate is Jimmy Kimmel is bullying somebody that is not in a position to fight back. And Jimmy Kimmel got away with it. And Mr. Disney, Mr. Harvey Weinstein, uh, Kimmel is just, uh, you know, he's gotten away with it because of, oh, he's Hollywood. As a conservative, it'd be very different. Ryan is in New Jersey. What's up, Ryan? How are you? How you doing, Sean? Um, yeah, growing up in New Jersey with a bunch of uh, leftist liberals, it's kind of tough being a conservative. Uh, I have three daughters very young, and hearing what Jimmy Kimmel says to these, these girls fires me up as a father, you know? And if it ever happened in front of me, you know, it could get ugly, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the point. And that's the question that Jimmy Kimmel's not going to answer on Twitter. And uh, I think I'll just keep going at him every day until he does answer the question. Because the answer is simple and the answer is obvious. That the stuff that he did to these girls is not something he'd want done to his own daughter. And the fact that Hollywood will come racing to his aid and support him and they'll want him back at the Oscars. And I guess this is the all-new Disney. I remember a very different Disney. Actually, at one point, my radio show was syndicated by Disney. Remember, a very, very different Disney. By the way, Bob Iger's still ahead of Disney, right? Kimmel needs to ask Bob about the conversation that Bob Iger and I had about him. It'd be very enlightening for Jimmy. And you know what the answer is. That's why you're smiling. Uh, anyway, appreciate it. David is in Montana. David, how are you? I'm fine, Sean. Love you. Appreciate your show very much. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a father. My wife and I raised two beautiful girls. They're both uh, college graduates. They're very accomplished, doing what we wanted them to do, what they wanted to do. And I'll tell you what, here in Montana, if that knucklehead would ever pull that sort of stunt here on daughters, particularly mine, I live, by, I live in the woods. And believe me, there's a lot of hungry bears out here. Nobody would ever see that man again. I mean, I just take him for a walk. I wouldn't be violent. I would, you know, we just have a long talk, and he'd stay there and play with the bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, hang on, Jimmy just I, responded on Twitter, and the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> would you want a stranger asking your daughter to grab your crotch and put their mouths on it? Oh, he just answered. The answer is yes. He would. He would want it. Every woman involved willingly participated. Okay, it's called a comedy bit. 
Okay, but you know what the problem is? You're not funny, and that's why you're the lowest-rated show. I didn't know that sexual night. assault was funny. I don't think it's funny either. It's what you've been unwittingly doing for years. Now you answer this question. Would you want your daughter being grabbed by the P, meaning about Donald Trump? Well, maybe you should have listened to what I said at the time. I said, no, I'm not defending that. No, not at all. And stop deflecting, Jimmy. And stop deflecting. Uh, Own your actions. Locker room talk. You can tweet this out for me. Locker room talk. And the answer is I, I said I wouldn't defend it at the time. And I said, locker room talk is not the same as you being asking 18-year-old gra- girls to grab your crotch and put their mouths on it and stop deflecting from what it, the issue is. Jimmy. Yeah, oh, stop asking Sean Harvey. Hannity about another human being's free will actions. Why don't you speak for your own actions, Jimmy? Yeah, did Mr. Disney, Mr. Harvey Weinstein Bob Jr. Bob Iger think about that. I don't know what Bob Iger What's the thinks HR about policy that? there, Disney? I don't know what the HR policy is at Disney. I, I don't work for them anymore. We should find out about that. Made a lot of money off Disney. Got to research that. When I sold my radio show. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, I think you should. I will. Okay. 800-941-SHAWN. You notice I asked to go to President Trump. That's all he's got. Oh, I'm going to. I'm not. Pre- Why don't you just apologize for attacking the first lady who can't fight back? And I'm talking about your actions, Mr. Pervert. I'm talking about what you did uh, with 18-year-old girls, Mr. Pervert. I'm talking about you, Harvey Jr. Let's not talk about locker room talk. Let's talk about what you did that I'll be showing the world tonight on Hannity at 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. And I know you'll be tuning in. You're not going to miss it. And you can get your staff of writers now. Call them back from the days off vacation because you taped tonight's show yesterday. Maybe do a quick show tonight to respond to this. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not stopping at all. Until you apologize. I hope Disney's ready because this is going to go on for a long time. Are you noticing like the media's loving this fight? You know what? This is a principal fight for me. This is about he picks on the first lady who's reading books to children, lectures everybody on morality. Game on. We had very, very weak laws. We have the worst, worst laws. You ever think catch and release, which we're terminating very quickly. We're doing it in pieces. If one foot hits our country, we have to take those people, gently register them, and then release them. Okay? We're going to release them, essentially, in a short period of time. So we release them. And then they're supposed to come back for a court case. We hire more judges. We're trying to hire thousands of judges. No other country in the world does it. We hire judges so that these people will come back. If you have a baby on our land, congratulations, that baby is a United States citizen. We're the only one. But I'll tell you what, the laws of this country have to be strengthened and toughened up because it is crazy. We're going to have our wall, and we're going to get it very strongly. The military is going to be building some of it, but we're going to have very strong borders, and we have to change our laws, and we're working on doing that. If you look in California and you see what's happening, it's an incredible phenomenon because sanctuary cities, it's the worst. It's basically a city to protect a lot of people that are bad people. How about the mayor of Oakland, where she tells a thousand people to get going? Law enforcement's coming to get you. And this was all planned, and many of them scattered. And it was pretty much a failure. I mean, to me, that's obstruction of justice. And something should happen there. And it hasn't, and I don't know why it hasn't, but something should happen there. Remember my opening remarks at Trump Tower when I opened? Everybody said, oh, 
He was so tough. And I used the word rape. And yesterday it came out where this journey coming up, women are raped at levels that nobody's ever seen before. They don't want to mention that. All right, that's the president. It's been a big week as it relates to immigration now, as the National Guard will be headed down to the southern border. You know, a point I made on television last night, we were debating Geraldo Rivera, and I said, look, you know, if one woman is killed as a result of illegal immigration, isn't that one too many? Or if one woman is a victim of of rape or any type of sexual assault, isn't that one too many? And the reality is, is that when you add up all of the crimes, and I sat through the security briefing not that long ago with... Governor Perry, I believe it was 2014 or so. And uh, Governor Perry, you know, I'm getting all the statistics in the seven year period. There's, you know, 642,000 charges against illegal immigrants against citizens of Texas. That's in a seven year period, one state alone. And then you've got the cost for health care and the cost for the educational system. And then you got the cost of our criminal justice system. America bears that cost. And uh, we definitely should be secure in the border for a lot of different reasons. The most important is for national security reasons. And by the way, I, I, I'm all in favor of a big door and letting people in from other countries after we vet them and make sure that they they bring us no harm or have a desire to. And then they can become a part of our family. I don't care where anyone comes from. Joining us now to discuss Mercedes Schlapp. She is the assistant to the president. President, Director of Strategic Communications, and uh, Mercedes, welcome back. Good to have you back, and uh, how are you? Hi, Sean. Great to be on. How are you doing? Well, I've been in my own communications war with uh, Jimmy Kimmel after he attacked <laughs> Melania Trump. By the way, only a bully goes after the first lady reading a book to children. What a gu- what a so my attitude is ta- I'll take you take me on. You know, fight uh, somebody who's going to fight back. And what's so and you you've spent time with the first lady. I mean, she's incredibly gracious. She's so committed to helping our children and and just being connected to uh you know to the the children in our country and it's just so unfortunate like it's i think there's such a jealousy factor with so many of these people because of the fact that she is not only just a beautiful human being from the inside outside but she really is such a wonderful representation of of our of of, of being a first lady of our nation you attack the first lady he thinks he's a tough guy and now uh, i say game on uh, all right. Let's yeah. talk about the president yesterday. The president is going to give border agents the support they need. But really, what we need is full funding of the wall. I know that wall construction has begun. The president, does he have the ability to take defense spending money and say this is a national security issue? Well, I know that uh, Secretary Nielsen and Secretary Mattis have been working closely together to get through these details in terms of what can and cannot be done. Um, there was obviously conversations about the fact that parts of the border, for example, are military installations where you could then build the wall on the military installations. So they are finding the common ground uh, to ensure that they can continue with the construction of the wall. I think it's really important to know that that one point uh, close to $6 billion was for this just a six-month period. We're going to face a budget battle again in six months. The president is very focused on uh, making sure that he gets the funding that he needs for con- new construction and also repairing the fence. There's in one area, for example, that they're taking down a 12-foot wall, putting in a 30-foot wall, just a stronger barrier uh, to ensure that we have the right construction in place uh, for b- building the wall. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why the president, he's not going to let up. 
He's going to keep fighting. He's putting Congress on notice. No more of these big spending bills. And if we're going to moving forward in the next spending bill, we need to make sure that there's enough money to make sure that we build that wall. Well, I agree. So is there a possibility the money comes from the DOD? And what about this 1974 act uh, where the president would have the ability to go back to Congress and cut down some of the uh, excessive spending in the omnibus bill? Right. They call that revisions. Uh, That's something that uh, Director Mitchell Mulvaney from our Office of Budget and Management is looking into. Uh, they're having discussions with the president on this issue uh, to look back and, and say, look, we this is a process that they do and they work it out with members of Congress that then would introduce a bill that then would cut back on certain spending. And that could be, you know, from something that's smaller to a bigger portion of the bill. You know, the president was not pleased at all with how Congress just decided to throw in a massive spending bill. It is something that he was not happy with. He understood that uh, one of the reasons why he did end up signing it was because of the fact that we did get so much of our military increases. So it provides the resources that our military needs, much needed for their needs for readiness, uh, for long-term planning, something that, as we know, Sean, and you know this in Congress, it's the dysfunctionality of the budget cycle, which is they keep rejecting our uh, our budgets time and time again. I mean, the president kept sending over the budget, sent over the budget, they wouldn't vote on it. And so they've ended up with this really dysfunctional way of doing business in Washington. The president is tired of it. He wants to make sure that we're able to cut back on the spending, get back on a fiscal responsible, fiscally responsible course. And that's why we're looking into this issue of, re- of rescission. What else is on the president's agenda? I understand the president's going to be traveling a lot. Can you tell us what you expect to happen and what we're going to be seeing in the coming weeks? Because he's going to be on the road quite a bit. Yes, he is. Well, yesterday, obviously, he was over in West Virginia. He, he wants to keep talking about his success in terms of passing the tax cut uh, law, as well as all the deregulation that we've seen through this administration. These are uh, what we're seeing is success. What we're seeing is the fact that the president is true to his word, where you have, for instance, in West Virginia, average family receiving a tax cut of $1,200. That's something that Speaker Pelosi calls crumbs. We call it real money in the pockets of, 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 of Americans. And that is such a priority for this president. Uh, he obviously will be traveling to Latin America. They have the Summit of the Americas ending of next week, going to Peru and Colombia. They're going to be talking about the important partnership that we have uh, with these countries, with our neighbors. Obviously, one of the big things on the president's mind, drugs coming through the border. It's not only the the illegal immigrants coming through the borders, but stopping the drugs uh, from entering the border. So they're going to be talking about the need for uh, security in the region, as well as dealing with what we've seen is the fall of this democracy in Venezuela, the fact that you have uh, so much of this influence coming from China and Russia into uh, Venezuela and certain Latin American countries. And the president will be t- talking about the Venezuelan sanctions as well. So there is going to be a lot of this conversation uh, with our Latin American neighbors that coming at the end of the week. And the president, again, he will be continue traveling, talking about uh, the economic success stories. In addition to that, his mind right now, Sean, is on immigration. His mind right now is on border security. He is tired and done with the fact that uh, that for too long Congress is failing on passing real immigration reform. It's why we're drafting legislation that we're going to send back to Congress and basically say end catch and release. You're going to see administrative actions occurring as well uh, where he's going to take the steps necessary 
so that we can start closing these legal loopholes. Well, it's about time. The only thing I'd like to see is Congress appropriate the money. And if they do that, I also think it helps them in 2018. You know, people keep uh, hoping on the left that this is going to be the big blue wave. And I guess it could happen. But uh, between what the president has done to allow groups and associations now to buy health care across state lines and through their associations, they use the, the power of, of many people. Uh, to get cheaper rates and, and better deals and they're not subject to the individual state's laws. That's big. I think the president similarly cutting back on the omnibus is big. I'd just like to see Congress appropriate the funds. And if not, I'd like to see the president work with General Mattis and defense and say this is a big national security issue. Yeah, I, and I think what's been a, what's been fascinating to watch is the cooperation between the Department of Homeland Security and Department of Defense, even sending the National Guard. I mean, our border governors are eager to get this process starting, getting those men and women down there to help provide the necessary support that our ICE agents uh, really need. Uh, as we know, border crossings are going to increase around this time, and it happens usually during the summertime. You saw this caravan that's been heading our way and how it's been dissipated. Uh, this is dealing with working with the Mexicans, uh, as well as ensuring that our ICE agents are have the resources that they need. It's why we need the National Guard down there. It was successful during the time of President Bush when they did it for Operation Jumpstart. And we're looking to do the same. We've got to stop the drugs from coming through our borders. We've got to stop the 13 gang, gang members from coming through our borders. And the illegal aliens. Here's the reality. You have over tens of thousands of illegal immigrants coming into our nation. Do you know how many are returned back to their countries, only 3%. Well, once they that get here, they get... not acceptable. As the president said, they get to America, and once they're on American soil, they get a court date, and they never, ever show up at the show court up. date. And then, of course, then yep. the Democrats talk about amnesty. Look, the answer is only going to be when we get the wall built. Every This is what the president ran on. It's a signature of his. I'm glad to see he's fighting every step of the way. He hasn't just given one pass at legislation and walked away. And he's making no, the he's case not. every day, and he's not going to stop. I, I know him as well as you do. Yes, and, and he's not going to stop. I think we also have the issue of not only building the wall, but you've got the 40% of those individuals who have the visa overstays. Also, they end up coming to our country, and there's no way to control that. So there's some very serious issues that we're dealing with, not only on the border, but just in general, in trying to fix this immigration system. For far too long, decades, they haven't been able to solve this problem. Part of this is the fact that the Democrats refuse to come to the table. They are the party of open borders. They are the party of, the, of, of supporting criminal aliens. They are the party of sanctuary cities that, as we know, have caused a threat not only to communities, but also to those ICE agents that have to put their lives in danger trying to track down criminal aliens in these different, um, in these different cities and counties. And that's why you're seeing mayors in California saying, I've had enough. We are going to protect our towns. We're going to not go and support sanctuary cities. And I think you're starting to see a wave of more of these mayors coming out and saying we are done and we need a change in our law. And that is where the president is. And that is where, quite frankly, the vast majority of Americans are as well. All right. Mercedes Schlapp doing a great job. Uh, uh, you don't want to comment, I'm assuming. What is the status? Because I know that you're in the running and others are in the running to replace Hope Hicks, I mean, I think is all good choices. They're not a bad choice among you. Hey, Sean, I think you should just come over and just do the job. I think you'd be great. I'm sorry. you <laughs> Have you not been watching my Twitter fighting all day? No, I don't think you really want me there. You, you want two yeah. people fighting on Twitter all day? I don't no, know if that's, that's the best funny, idea. I, can, can I tell you this? He's 
the greatest man to work for. I'm so honored to work on, on the president's team. I love what I do, being his advisor on strategic communications. We have such a great team. I miss Hope Hicks every day. And, uh, you know, he'll, he'll make his decision. I'm just proud to be part of his team and just humbled to be able to serve our nation and the American people. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mercedes Schlapp. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Your call straight ahead. All right. Let's get one quick call in here as we check in with Kevin in Newport Beach, California. What's up, Kevin? How are you? Oh, what a pleasure to talk to you, uh, Sean. Uh, I'm kind of similar background, same age, same background, been working since nine years old. And you had just mentioned something about financial planning. The best financial planners are re-elect Trump, obviously. But uh, uh, you've been talking about how the media has ignored all the successes of Trump's, Trump's economic policies. Uh, they just flat out will not recognize new business formation or job creation or the, the, the stock market and the gains we've made there. And it's, it's to the point now where the tsunami has overwhelmed them. They can't deny the undeniable anymore. And anyway, I'm, I'm actually stunned uh, at my age and after everything I've been through that they've all gotten together and they're now saying, that all this success for the economy is a result of the inherited uh, economy from Obama and his policies, and they have nothing to do with Trump. And I'm, uh, it takes a lot to stun me. I'm, I, I really can't believe that uh, uh, they're turning on their heels and now they're, they're, they're spewing this out there. But any first-year economic student knows the keys to economic growth, lower regulation, lower taxes, all these types of things, and that's what Trump has put in place. It's just the opposite of what Obama was doing and um, how they can do it. And they're doing it with a straight face. It's really stunning, Sean. Appreciate the call. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. We'll have more on Harvey Weinstein Jr., Jimmy Kimmel, coming up at the bottom of the hour. You do not want to miss Hannity tonight. 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. Interest of science, we sent a camera out onto Hollywood Boulevard today. We asked a bunch of kids to list all the bad words they know. Now, do you know any naughty words? Stupid poop. Um, I know ass. I know, um, um, screwed and sucked. I don't know any naughty words. You don't know any naughty words? If we are successful here, if we can work together to stop sexual harassment in the workplace, if we can do that, women will only have to deal with harassment all the time at every other place they go. This game show is called Guess What's In My Pants. Now, I've stuffed something in my pants, and you're allowed to feel around on the outside of the pants. You'll have 10 seconds to then guess what is in my pants. You ready? Set. Go. You should use two hands. Two hands. I thought it was like a Red Bull or something. You think it's, is that your final answer? Wow. Jesus. 
You're going to make a fine wife. Before, haven't you? All right. Right there? Yeah, just a few more seconds. Good thing I wore the rubber underpants. And your guess is? Vibrator. A vibrator? No, it is actually a zucchini with a rubber band on it. But you can use it as a vibrator if you want. Look. Enjoy. By the way, this kicks the crap out of the Ben Stein show. You've worked, on, you've worked on a farm, haven't you? How old are you? 18. Okay, good. You sure of that? Because <laughs> uh, Uncle Jimmy doesn't need to do time. It's not going to bite you. I think that you hold a pen. It's a very creative guess, but no, it is not. It is actually a thing that goes in the sink. You see, it's round, it's hard. Yeah, yes. A little squishy on the side. Yeah, sometimes. It tips a little... Well. Yeah. Maybe it would be easier if you put your mouth on it. <laughs> mouth, breath, whatever you like. And guess what is in my pants? I need my... Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. 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 I don't know. I can't think. <laughs> feel harder. Feel a little bit faster. Squeeze. Squeeze. It feels like it's... Feels like what? I have no clue. Yeah. What is in my pants is half a jelly donut. I ate, I ate the other half earlier. This is a good game. This is a good game. It feels kind of like squid. A chicken leg. Mm. Tastes like martinez. Oh, no, wait, my penis tastes like chicken. Yeah, feel around. And if you could feel around in a back-and-forth motion. <laughs> gradually getting faster and... That's a dildo. Let's see if she's right. It is actually a king crab leg. <laughs> You've got a nice technique there. You could get in the Olympics with this, let me tell you. Something maybe rubbery and squishy? Hold on one second. I need to talk to my penis right there. I'm going to beat the life out of you when we get home. Okay, go right back to work. Let me show you right. Yeah. A wet paper towel. A wet paper towel? No, it's a handful of bologna. <laughs> it was a sandwich before you got to work on it, but that's nice. You really... Are you going to eat it for me now? Mm. <laughs> That's the real man, baby. <laughs> it's like a thing of maybe like rack balls or something. And there you go, five hundred dollars just for guessing what was in my bed. That's pretty impressive. I next beautiful Nicole. Nicole, come on down. What, what magic do you have to share with us tonight? I can eat an entire banana in one bite. Oh. Let's see it. Oh. All right. Wow. <laughs> and she's aside. <laughs> Next you know up, You know what you're doing? <laughs> That's right, it could be a That's right. <laughs> Suzanne 
come on up. Suzanne, where are you? Suzanne! Oh. How are you, Suzanne? All right, Suzanne, what is it that you do? I do the worm. Real well. Let me get mine out and we'll see. No, not that worm. Watch. All right, all right. Wait, you sound like you had a banana down your throat. <laughs> I want to really thank the first lady, Melania, who has done an incredible job. She worked so hard on this event, and so I want to thank you. Yeah, that's true. Not a chance she did one thing to help set that up. There's no... She didn't die eggs. She didn't feel bad. The only thing she's been working on is an escape tunnel. No White House Easter celebration would be complete without story time from our First Lady. Never stop exploring, because life would be boring. Be clever and curious, just like a cat. Ask lots of questions about this and that. <laughs> about this and that. Carmel, you realize what this means? You could be first lady of the United States. <laughs> All right, there it is. There is Harvey Weinstein Jr. taking uh, shots, let's see, at the First Lady, getting little kids to curse. Oh, what is it called? Juggers? Is that the segment? And then, of course, asking 18-year-old girls to grab his crotch. You know what? If Kimmel wants to escalate this war, I'm all in. Wait till you see tonight. Somebody that knows Jimmy Kimmel, tell him, don't miss Hannity tonight. It's at 9 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, let's get to our busy uh, phones. Louise is in New York City, the all-new AM710 WOR, the talk of New York, New Jersey, Long Island. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Sean. How are you? I'm good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, I was calling because um, I've been put in Facebook jail falsely and accused of bullying, and my posts have been removed for things that do not come close to violating their alleged double standard or community standards, what they say. Um, My friend just came out of Facebook jail for 30 days for something she posted two years ago, and I was put in Facebook jail for defending Trump University. Um, In the meantime, the uh, liberal offender was putting up uh, X-rated photos um, on Facebook, and when I reported them, uh, apparently it wasn't against their community standards. Um, so it's just absolutely ridiculous that uh, they're accusing Facebook of helping Donald Trump um, you know, in the election. Uh, it, listen, we've been dealing with this all day. I mean, so Kimmel attacks the first lady and then I went mm-hmm. after him for attacking. You know, here's the first lady who speaks five languages. She's the first lady of the United States. Uh, I know he had his head up of the, you know, he loved the Obamas, his head up the Obamas asked for eight years. That's fine. I don't care if he's a liberal. That's his problem. But he'd never do this to Michelle Obama or anybody he likes. No, I just, and he also, he also, he's uh, a bully. What uh, about the one where he encourages the bullying children, where he right. tells the parents to take away your, the kids' Halloween candy and the Easter candy? Um, well, he's supposed he to be Mr. Morality. And my attitude is I don't like bullies. And if he's going to be a bully, my attitude is well, I'll draw all the attention to me. Fight me. I'll, I'll fight mm-hmm. all day long. And all night long, and all week long, and all weekend long, and I'll fight for the next month, and I'll not, and I'm going to win. I'm not going to stop, you know. But the thing is, these people, these Hollywood arrogant, pompous uh, hypocrites, need to be called out. And you know, I'm up for a good fight. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting even, even to watch Ellen social media. They're like scared to death. I promise yeah. you, if it's against Donald Trump, you can say anything you want on Twitter, anything you want it's on even- social media. 
Even Ellen is a hypocrite because she had uh, Kamala Harris on, yeah. and she's saying be kind to each other, and Kamala Harris is saying how she wants to kill one of them in the elevator. That's absolutely ridiculous. She's a hypocrite also. Listen, if, if anybody said that uh, that was a conservative and mm-hmm. Obama was president, you know and I know what the reaction in the country would be. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just tired of the double standard. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? (laughs) You know, the thing is here, I don't care what people say. Words don't offend me the way they offend liberals. But it's the conservative movement that is always being boycotted, always being attacked, uh, always being held to a different standard. And I'm sick of it. So if if they're going to attack, you know, in this case, imagine any conservative goes after a liberal woman the way Kimmel goes after the first lady who's doing something nice for kids. And I thought he was Mr. Morality when it came to children. Apparently not. And the same thing, you know, it's I thought Anderson Cooper was creepy. Jimmy Kimmel's really creepy. Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Jr., Oh, touch my crotch for 10 seconds. Oh, you're 18. <laughs> you sure you're 18? Oh, Uncle Jimmy doesn't want to spend time in prison. Just creepy. What if it was his daughter? How would he react? Uh, all right, let's go to our phone saying hi to Susan. Or Suzanne is in Auburn, uh, California. How are you? Great, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, yes, on the topic of Facebook bias and censorship, I want to let everyone know that there's a bill here in California that's just been introduced by Senator Pan, SB 1424, and it's the Social Media False Information Strategic Plan. And they're going to require places like Facebook to uh, fact-check things, and the concern is that if it disagrees with something they believe in, they label it false information. You got to understand, conservatives will always get the raw end of that deal. Conservatives are going to be the one that are censored. Conservatives are going to be the ones that are shut down. You know, I, listen, I've always believed in, in robust freedom of expression and freedom of the press. You know, but it works both ways. Like, I'm, not, I'm not calling on Jimmy Kimmel to be fired or boycotted the way they do it to us, or they just stand by silently as it happens to us, and they're happy about it, and their silence is deafening. But you know what? Uh, If these are the standards they're going to hold only to conservatives, then we'll just apply it to them. Uh, So anyway, I agree. Social media, we're going to end up losing. Here's what needs to happen. We need a conservative Twitter, a conservative Facebook uh, we need a conservative Instagram. We need conservative social media. And if I had more time in my day, maybe I'd do it, but I'm just too busy. I put Linda on it, but she's a little busy, too. All right, as we continue, Sean Hannity Show, back to our busy, busy telephones, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, Ken is in Bend. They are in Oregon. How are you, Ken? Glad you called, sir. Thanks for taking my call. What's happening? Well, I was just calling to try and save you a few dollars. You uh, were talking the other day about a 1200, uh, I assume that was a Harley Davidson motorcycle? Yeah, the Sportster, yeah. Yeah, you need to think about that uh, just a little bit. And the reason for that is typically people buy a Sportster and the next thing you know they're trading it in losing a lot of money. I would strongly recommend you take a real hard look at a thing called the Street Glide. You know, it's funny. You're the second. Listen, I just happen to have my heart set on it because 
That's just I've always wanted the Harley. I've always liked that sound. I've always liked that bike. I like the I like the way it's built. I like the features of it. I like how it sits. I like how it rides. Um, but you know, it's funny. Uh, Billy Joel actually not that far from where I live. Billy Joel, the singer, he actually has a motorcycle shop. He said the same thing. Uh, I see him riding around town all the time in all these different collector bikes that he has. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, down the road, uh, I'll venture out into other things. But, you know, the truth be told, I don't even have time to breathe. So forget about, (laughs) you know, a lot of time on my Harley. It's not going to happen anytime soon. All right, my friend. It also has a high center of gravity, which means people drop them a lot. Yeah, and, but the, uh, the, the 1200 is actually pretty easy to ride if you know how to ride a motorcycle. It's not that hard. Uh, all right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Our final hour free-for-all. It's Financial Fridays. We're going to check in with uh, my financial guy, Bill Laco. And uh, listen, we're going to offer you some financial advice, just the simple, basic questions on how you should be handling your money. Straight ahead. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload. We're not running a trade war. If you read this thing, you'll see this is just a proposed idea which will be vetted by USTR and then open for public comment. So nothing's happened. Nothing's been executed. I read about how there's no there there yet, but there will be. News Roundup Information Overload Hour on the Sean Hannity Show. We're calling it Financial Friday. You know, a long time ago when I had zero money in my pocket, and I mean nothing, uh, I got to be friends with a guy by the name of Gene Hensler, and he's in Atlanta. They live in Kennesaw, and he did a radio show on the station that I was once on in Atlanta, the ex-wife. I'm on the better station now. Anyway, so the bottom line is I, I had no clue about how to manage money in my life. And normally they wouldn't even take somebody like myself because you really can't manage money when somebody doesn't have a whole lot of money at all. But uh, I became really good friends with both Gene and and Bill Laco. And Pat is Gene's wife. They're wonderful people. And uh, so over the years, uh, they have remained friends. and, And, you know, together they have helped me do a good job, I think, of managing my money into retirement. I always thought I was going to get fired anyway. I never thought I'd last and so we call it Financial Fridays, and the idea is to help men and women now that are getting opportunities. How do you make your money work for you? Mr. Laco, sir, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself, Sean? I bet you're a little busy with tax season upon us and, of course, the 15th coming. All right, let me – I've got some questions. We ask people to send you questions, and one says, I always owe money, and this could be a million people. I filed uh, married jointly, have one child, own a home – and I don't even claim my child. I use TurboTax. Should I go see someone in person? What's your answer? 
Well, absolutely. You should. I mean, in this case, you should definitely see someone because yeah, there's nothing wrong with TurboTax. There's nothing wrong with H&R Block. But at some point in time, you need to have a professional take a look at it and give you some suggestions. One is, I'm not sure why you're not claiming the child. If they're truly a dependent, you know, you're in 2017, you're giving up $4,050 in personal exemption. Um, for that child, so that's a lot of money. You know, um, the tax child tax credit for 2018 is actually going to go up to two thousand dollars. I think for 2017, it's a thousand dollars. So not doing those things is costing you money. If that alone equals about three grand, that's what two hundred fifty bucks a month. That's I don't know. It's a car payment. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the thing. That's why, for example, when I talk about people, we, we have TriSofi as one of our advertisers. I'm like, uh, you refinance at a low rate. You know, right. the average person saves twenty two grand. These those are real dollars. Right. It's big money. All right. Let me go to a guy, Billy. He writes in on Twitter. Will we be able to still deduct all of our losses in the markets thanks to at real Donald Trump winning this trade war? Obviously, the trade war with China, the stocks have been up and down all week. uh, And, you know, there's a little volatility in the market. They do hold, I think, over a trillion dollars in bonds. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, look, it, they did not. This tax bill for 2018 did not take away the ability to to sell stocks at a loss to be able to write it off against gains. There is what they call a wash sale rule. So you have to, if you sell a stock, you can't buy it back for 31 days. So in other words, if I sell Southern Company today to take a loss to offset gains that I might have in my portfolio, I cannot buy Southern Company back for 31 days. But you certainly can after that. Yeah. Well, as it relates to a lot of people, though, when you really think about it, I think this is an important question. Um, You're a bigger believer in the stock market than I am. I don't like the stock market. I don't like the volatility. I I, I don't want to lose the money that I made. And look, I also don't want to put it in a, you know, in a a, under my mattress either. I'd like money to grow for me. And you can't really grow money if you're getting, you know, muni bonds or anything like that. So, you know, how you invest your money to get the maximum Return is a, is a tough question today. You you like stocks as long as you don't need the money for 10 years is your rule, right? That's correct. That's correct, which means what's going on today is a big whoopee. I mean, reality is I remember when the tax bill was being proposed and was coming out. And, you know, everybody was calling, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? The reality is you can't do anything. This is all noise. This trade war, potential trade war is all noise. We don't know what the reality of the situation is. There's not actually been a tariff levied yet. So I, I, how, how do you plan for something that might be? You have to plan for what you know. And my, my recommendation is if you had a plan in place, why would you change it now? Now, look, if things change, well, you've got to adjust, but things have not changed. The only thing that's changed is the rhetoric, and you have to ignore the noise. Yeah. All right, let's go to another question uh, brought to us on Twitter. It's Financial Friday. Bill Lako is with us from Hensler & Associates in Georgia. All right, this one comes from Robert. If I incorporate as a small business consultant, can I take advantage of the pass-through profit tax uh, cut? Is it legal? And That's an interesting question because it's now at a lower rate of 21%. It is a lower rate, and, and the, the answer to that is potentially. You, you really, in this case, uh, need to really seek some professional help. The reason why is because I promise you in 2018, as these returns are done and people are trying to take advantage of this, there are going to be people who shouldn't be taking advantage of this, and the IRS is going to put a bullseye on them. And so I would, I would venture to guess these are probably going to be a red flag for several years. So just make sure you seek some professional when advice. When you say red flags, in other words, if somebody, say, wants to get paid, maybe they normally would get a W-2, but they say to their company, uh, why don't you just pay my corporation that I have, and maybe mm-hmm. you, you form the corporation for that very purpose, 
you're saying that that would raise red flags with the IRS. But the question is, is that legal, do you think? It, it de- and, I, and I'm not trying to dodge the question. It depends. It really does depend. I'll, I'll give you an example. We, we have some clients from time to time who, in an S corporation, you pay yourself a W-2 wage, you're, you're like you're an employee, and then you could take the rest of the money out in a distribution. Well, if you don't pay yourself a fair wage, meaning if you treat the corporation as if it's a person and they're going to go hire you, what would you pay somebody that wasn't you? Well, you know, doctors like to only pay themselves 50 grand when they should be making 500. You know what I mean? And it's a way to avoid FICA taxes, Medicare taxes, and I'm not trying to bore your audience, but it's a, it's a, a loophole. Well, the IRS has a big bullseye on this. They track this stuff, and, you know, th- there's enough reasons to get audited randomly. You don't need to add to your potential audit factor. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to another question here. Uh, This one from Patricia on Twitter. W-9 form question. I'm a foster care provider. The money paid to me is already taxed as I work for the county, but not an official employee. I'm not a business. Question three on the W-9. Do I check other? And if so, how would I classify myself? How do you answer these questions? I, well, I, so, so look, how do you even form? do this job? I have no idea why you immerse yourself in this garbage, but go ahead. <laughs> well, real simple. The W-9 just really lets somebody know how to, how to send the 1099 form. So you do work for me, and I pay you as a contractor. I have to Legally, I have to fill out a W-9 in order to send the 1099 to you. So all she needs to do is check the individual box. She's not a company. She's not another. She's a person. So she needs to check the individual box and then realize that she will get a 1099 in the mail that will show how much her taxable income is and then how much they've withheld. And that's what she'll put on her tax return. And she may owe more money. She may not. just depends on her situation. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. I mean, those are hard questions. Uh, and by the way, we ask everybody to check the advice in case Bill gets it wrong. Don't sue me. Sue Bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, no, no, no. Wait, wait, this is just the IRS. Is, uh, it depends. So just know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, but you know what? The average every year we do taxes. And this is a yeah. proven fact. You give varying big accounting firms the same information about an individual or about a corporation. You give them that information. And what do they do? They come up with different tax liabilities. How is that possible? Yeah. How can the laws be that ambiguous when it should be, it should be clear cut? Well, I, I don't. I, the only way I can describe that is the laws are written by lawyers, and they like ambigu- am, ambiguity. Ambiguity. They, they like being yeah. Va- yeah, ambiguity. That's the word. They like being vague. Sorry. You know, I went to Georgia Public School, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you did pretty good for yourself. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. All right, please explain the new tax laws tax law as it pertains to the deduction of meals for client meetings. By the way, this is a big one with you uh, because you get mad at me that I don't save my receipts enough. And my attitude is, well, well, American Express has the receipt. Use that. True, except for you also have to document what the business purpose was for, and that's the that's where it becomes vague. But in this case, you know they did not do away with the deductibility of business meals, so you can still deduct meals that are for business purpose. Um, the limit on it is 50%. So you don't get to deduct 100%. You only get to take half of it. But they still have that in place. What they did away with was entertainment. So everybody who has, you know, in my case, Falcons tickets or Braves tickets, you know, you don't get to deduct those anymore as business expense. Right. Okay. So you don't get to deduct. You you would take clients to a Braves game. You can't deduct it anymore. 
can't deduct the tickets to the Braves game, but if I buy him a hot dog and you know a beer or whatever, you could deduct. Well, that's a thousand dollars at a baseball game. If you well, buy a hot dog enough. and a beer and a and a box of popcorn, it's about a thousand dollars, right? <laughs> that, that you know, is. I mean, it, it actually is ridiculous how much you spend just going to a ball game these days. But now I sound like my father. My father used to always lecture me. You know, when I was young, we used to see a double feature for a nickel. I'm like, yeah, okay, Dad. <laughs> Uh, I really don't want to hear the speech for the 5,000th time, but it's true. I mean, things change. All right, next question. Um, let's. Uh, it comes from, uh, I think, Lore or Lori, uh, and it says, how do you find out how much extra you're going to be earning in each paycheck and the percentage being taxed now versus before you, the tax break? Well, the simplest thing the simplest thing you got to do is just look at your pay stub. You know that they changed the withholding rates I think at the end of February early March. So take a look at your pay stub before that and take a look at your pay stub now. This is what cracks me up. People do not look at their pay stubs. They have no idea how much they actually pay in taxes. I have a couple of friends that I went to college with and I scream at them all the time because not literally, but I give them a real hard time because they'll say to me, "Hey, I got a refund. I didn't pay any taxes." And I'm like, go get your tax form and let me read it to you. And they're always shocked at how much they actually paid in. I, I always thought that if, if there's going to be a tax revolution in this country, people need to literally get every penny. There should be no deductions at all. You get yep. your full amount of salary that you get paid. And then you, every week, two weeks, every month, you have to cut a check to the federal government. The minute that happens... I mean, people would realize how much they're paying. It is stunning to me how few people actually know that all that money is taken out. It's embarrassing. And people are, oh, I'm getting a refund. I'm like, you shouldn't get a refund because that means for a year they've been investing your money and making uh, interest off your dollars. That's right. You want the the smallest refund you possibly can have. All right, 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. Financial Friday, Bill Lako is uh, with us. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk to... Jim Caviezel, remember in The Passion of the Christ, he played Jesus. Well, he's now in a a great new movie called Paul. It's in theaters everywhere. We'll get to that. All right, as we continue, we call it Financial uh, Fridays. Uh, My buddy, my friend, uh, Bill Lako is with us now. Uh, He works for Hensler & Associates. They first started out with me in my career when I had, I, really, I was like your worst customer, right? You didn't even charge me a fee, I don't think, because you would have taken all my money. <laughs> That's a true statement. That is a true statement. You, you guys did it like out of you were you did it out of pity, I think, at the time more than anything. Oh, this poor guy has nothing. Um, but with all, but we've been able to you know invest together, and you gave me great advice, and I just want to share that with my audience. And uh, anyway, I do appreciate it. Let's go back. People are sending in questions. This one: Since Donald Trump is tanking the stock market, which is not true, should I move all of my assets out of the market? Okay, so not a good question, but still, at real Donald Trump is killing my retirement investments. Not if you look at it over the time since he's been president, it's up dramatically. It is. I mean, I took a look at this real quick. So the market's up 28.5% since he took office in November. So, I, And that's even with subtracting out where we're at today with the market dropping. I don't know. It's over 2% now. The, the S&P's down 2% for the year. Whoopee. I mean, maybe this guy should go to cash just because he can't stomach the, the volatility. I don't know. You know, Sean, none of this matters to me because I'm looking out 10 years. So why do I care the noise that's going on today? I care about where the stock market is 10 years from today, not today. Yeah, well, so, that's smart. Uh, Biden, yeah. you're telling people your rule is, and I hate your rule, is that don't put any money in the stock market that you that you you're going to need in the next ten year period of time. That's a pretty tough rule. 
It is a tough rule, and it's very hard for people to plan like that because, first of all, the reason why professionals like us exist is not so much because we can pick the hot stocks and pick Google and do all this kind of stuff. Frankly, the people raising cane today on CNBC and some of the other places, these are traders. I'm not a trader. I'm an investor. I want to buy things that generate cash and grow over the long term. I'm not really interested in what happens today or tomorrow. Now, mind you, when policy shifts, you have have the new tax bill that came out a couple of months ago. Well, we have to reevaluate the economy and decide what sectors are going to do better than others. When you have situations like with Facebook where, you know, they're selling your data and doing things that normal human beings would not do, then you got issues, right? You got to, you got to reevaluate sectors. But otherwise, this is just noise. Yeah. It's just noise. Well, you're right. Uh, total noise. All right. Next question. I think we have time for one more. Uh, we don't have time for one more. All right, Mr. Laco, uh, I think people, you know, in this busy tax time, uh, appreciate the advice and the counsel. Uh, and uh, I hope you're spending a lot of time on my taxes and wait till the last second to pay it. Don't pay it now. I want to I want to hold on to it as long as I can. Every second. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, All right, All right buddy. 800-941-SEAN. Toll free telephone number. When we come back, it is amazing how well uh, Christian movies are now doing in the movie theaters and. It's just showing these Hollywood studios that they are absolutely out of touch with the American people. Same with networks. You know, look at the success of Roseanne and and other shows straight ahead. Every one of these weeks is tough. No week is easy, period. End of sentence. As you know, I I produced my first film, and uh, I'm shocked at how well it did. The feedback has been phenomenal, and the number of people that have written us and told us that they cried, it's just unbelievable. And uh, if you you didn't get a chance to see it, you can probably order it on demand now. It's on demand on your home TV, or just go to Walmart uh, or Amazon, and you can get uh, a DVD of it, grab the disc, and and I think you can watch watch it with the whole family. It's one of those movies. It definitely transcends the typical predictable storylines that we get out of uh, Hollywood, which is, you know, sex and violence and Jennifer Aniston falling in and out of love and, you know, or a cartoon or a comic hero coming to life in a theater near you, which I, I have no problem with. But I like movies that make me think that that move my heart and my soul a little bit. And I'm not perfect. And, and these movies ab- absolutely have a, an impact on me. Uh, I saw a movie recently uh, based on the song I Can Only Imagine. That did phenomenally well at in theaters. Uh, now there's a movie out. I watched a, some of it last night. I didn't get to finish it, but it's amazing. It's about Saul of Tarsus. It's called Paul. And Jim Caviezel, who starred as Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ, the biggest movie of all time, well, he stars in this film that is now out, Paul, Apostle of Christ, and it's in uh, theaters all around the country. And uh, welcome back, Mr. Caviezel. How are you? Hey, Sean. Great to be here. Thank you. Well, it's an honor to have you. Let me ask you, I always wondered, and I know you've done other movies because I've seen you in other movies, but mm-hmm. when you play such a big role as you, you play the Son of God, you play Jesus Christ, and you did an amazing job, and I, I, I will never, ever erase the scene of of when you're being beaten and pummeled and humiliated and 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 then dragging the cross and and dying uh, as you did in that movie, I think you. I don't want to use the word typecast, but people see you as that when they see you. Does that make sense? Yes. Did that? I made it. Yeah. I I can tell you, I made a decision a long time ago. I'm sure that somewhere. Maybe when you were a young guy, that there was there were, you had a purpose, 
on this earth. And I'll, I'll give you a couple films. One, It's a Wonderful Life, Jimmy Stewart. I remember the first time I met him. I was a waiter how he, at a Hollywood party. Um, and I, went, I knew so much about him. And that guy did something to me when I watched that movie, that the power of film. I love Another that. Guy. That's one of my, I, I, I tear up every time I watch that movie. I have to watch it every year. It's great medicine. Yeah. Um, and, but I also have to watch The Passion yeah. of the Christ every year that you're in. Sure. Well, you know, those, that film and then the Charlton Heston's, uh, it came out in the movie theater uh, when I was in college, and they were playing it on 70 millimeter. I went to it and then came back the next day and then came back the next day. I, was, I w- went for 14 days straight, and I watched it. And I, wow. I, there was a, it was a calling, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like if you were, um, you know, there's a purpose in your life. And so um, when the passion came to me, I said, well, this is my Charlton Heston movie. This is the Jimmy Stewart film. And, you know, you're going to have a lot of people say, no, stay away from that. Why? Because it's controversial. And I said, well, if you put a guy on a cross, isn't anybody that gets put on a cross kind of controversial? But are all controversies evil? And, you know, let me tell you, you know, something. It's, it affects me this way. Let me, and I'm a Christian, but I never said that I was a great Christian. But every time I, I watch that film, I realize the, the depth and the profound love that is God the Father and his son and, what, right. and, and, and the true humanity and suffering that he went through to reconcile man to God. And I yeah. and I I'm like I feel like crap because I'm you know that happened in part for me and everybody else. Oh, there's beautiful parts to you, Sean, and oh. and that's why people love you. They identify with you and they believe in you. And we have to try to you know be the best part of what we can. That you know trying to look at that the, the cup is half full. Well, you're a good I, man. I, I want to ask you. Years ago, I read Paul of Tarsus by. Sure. Well, my favorite novelist, one of them, is Taylor Caldwell, an amazing writer. And and she always wrote, or she wrote often with religious themes, which was interesting because she believed in reincarnation. Um, and I don't agree with her views on a lot of things. But that, putting that aside, this is an amazing film about an amazing, uh, telling an amazing story. So why don't you give people a little insight. It's 67 A.D. Paul is being held captive in Nero's, you know, bleakest prison. And, uh, and of course, this is at the time when people are being fed, Christians are being fed to the lions, etc. Take it from there. Well, it's in the, the last 10 days, of, essentially, of Paul's life in the Mamertine prison, and he's uh, down for the count. I come in there to try to take his message of hope to these Christian communities that are wondering, wondering whether to stay or to leave, because this is during the Nero's reign of terror, where they were uh, lighting the streets with the bodies of human beings and pour, of Christians and pouring oil over them and burning them alive. Where I came into it was I, I had some special forces guys bringing me pictures of crucifixions on Good Friday, even just this last year. And I said, why aren't we talking about this in our media? I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, and this happened to come by my desk, and, and it was like, well, we're going to talk about it now. It's been going on for a long time. You know, the, the, I remember Reagan talking about that long, uh, not that long ago, about um, 
about in the face of evil, the evil is powerless of the good or unafraid. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do in your time period, you know? And um, I want to expose the truth of what's going on with, with the Cap- Coptic Christians, with the Assyrian Christians, with the Chaldean Christians being annihilated, and uh, that it's happening now. And um, it's it, listen, we're, we're living in times, Jim, where anti-Semitism uh, is on the rise. Uh, you, we have we have covered on the show not only the Coptic yeah. Christians, uh, but Christian uh, entire Christian communities, the uh, as, as, the the as, yeah. uh, and uh, and Syrians. They're literally being purged in parts of the world as we speak. There's yeah. a they are literally being wiped out. Yeah. And you know who Tim Ballard is? I play him, a reason why I'm asking, I play him in my next film called The Sound of Freedom in Colombia. And that's about two million children that are being taken and put into uh, uh, slave camps, sexual predators, and being sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. And when you go around and you talk about this and people don't want to hear it, well, they don't want to hear it until their own child is gone, you know? So scary. Um, it's and, yeah. and there's a lot, listen, one thing... And I'll say this, I want everybody to go see the film, and it's right. called, it's in uh, theaters everywhere, it's called Paul, Apostle of Christ, Jim Caviezel stars in it. It's an amazing movie, I can't wait to finish it tonight, and uh, I really urge everyone, go to movie theaters. If you want more movies like this, you've got to go see them when they come out, and uh, you do a phenomenal and that, role and a job know, and in this the, role. So That's the big problem, is that a lot of people don't go. <laughs> yeah, no, so you don't, yeah, you don't get them. The, they got to go. That's right. All right, I got to roll, roll too, but listen, uh, Thanks, Jim, it's great to catch up with you again. God bless you. Appreciate all you do. All right, Hannity, tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. You don't want to miss our special. It's a Jimmy Kimmel edition. It's a Harvey Weinstein Jr. edition of the show. But, you know, there's so much Hollywood hypocrisy. It's like all over the place. You know, Hollywood lectures on the environment. They fly around in private jets. They lecture about guns. They have armed bodyguards. Uh, They lecture about Me Too. And Jimmy Kimmel is asking 18-year-old girls to uh, grab his crotch and put their mouths on it. We'll expose it all tonight at 9 on the Fox News Channel. We'll see you then. See you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter. The Burner, less lethal, pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity, right now, and you'll get 10% off.
hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider.